We are entering into the holiday season. And with that, often lots of foods that are not so healthy and foods that we wouldn't necessarily be eating on a regular basis. Now, of course, I want everybody to enjoy the holidays and happy holidays, everybody. But at the same time, it would be good for us to be mindful of it. So I want to talk a little bit about healthy food and what maybe not so healthy food, especially not just as we go into this holiday season, but maybe as a, a New Year's resolution as well. So let's talk about it. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. David. So I know I've talked before about the role that our nutrition and our intestinal environment has on health and in particular inflammation. Now inflammation in a wide way is starting in the gut, okay? Inflammation in the gut. And I'm not just talking about that brings intestinal issues that directly the symptoms, but we I've talked about increased intestinal permeability or leaky gut. And when there's inflammation, there is leakiness. Inflammation in our nose, leaky nose right? Inflammation in our colon, leaky butt. So not just leaky gut, but leaky butt. So we want to be mindful of what of that because too much inflammation, that's a bad thing. And we kind of want to be like Goldilocks because we don't want too little inflammation. We want to have an immune system that's just right. We need to be able to fight off infections. And that does require some inflammation to do, but we also don't want to be way overstimulating the immune system because that can bring all kinds of chronic long-term problems. Okay, now I want to present some goals. Again, maybe this doesn't start this month or even next month, but you can certainly maybe start working on it in between the holidays. But really, if, as I mentioned, to at least be thinking about these things for New Year's resolution. But I realize that many of our New Year's resolutions will last a few weeks, and this really needs to be something that you'd be thinking of a lifestyle. So whatever changes that you can make from what I'm going to discuss, it's still better than nothing. Okay, now, first of all, we want to talk about the microbiome itself. These are the good bacteria that are living there and the environment that they are in. Okay. Now, the best way for us to make sure that our intestines are well populated is, first of all, avoiding antibiotics as much as possible. Antibiotics cannot determine that this is a good bacteria and it gets to say, and this is a bad bacteria and it's got to go. It can knock it all out. So, of course, antibiotics should be minimized. Of course, there are very important times for it. But it's also known that like 70% of antibiotics in America actually were not needed. And most infections are viruses, which, of course, antibiotics do nothing for. Okay. But also, we want to talk about replenishing and having good levels of the flora. And that is done by fermented foods, things like kefirs and yogurts and kombuchas and sauerkraut. And I've put a list of all of the fermented foods in the show description below. So you can see it all there. Now, of course, some people may not like those foods, may not have it available to them. And there's also probiotics that people can take as a supplement, and that will certainly help boost the levels. But usually you will get more out of the food. In fact, a quarter teaspoon of sauerkraut juice, not even the cabbage, has more flora than almost any probiotic supplement on the market. And that's usually at such a small amount, easy to mix into food, um, move into a smoothie or something along those lines. But that can really make a big difference. Okay. Now, in addition to that, um, if a person has candida yeast, fermented foods could make that worse. So be cautious that if you have that issue already, you may want to deal with the candida first. Or if you bring in fermented foods and instead of feeling better, you start feeling worse. Again, that may be that you have candida and you're not even aware of it. So just one word of caution there. But if it seems as if your body is going forward without well, great things to be bringing into our diet. 
Now, the next thing are prebiotics, fiber, in particular, insoluble fiber. Okay, things that you may have heard about, like chicory root, um, Jerusalem artichoke, asparagus, um, not so ripened bananas in particular. I've also put a list of the different prebiotic foods. And that you can find in the show description down below as well. So check them out because, again, the more variety that we have, the better there too. Okay. Now, of course, if a person will not eat those types of foods, there are also supplements that you'll see with inulin in it, Jerusalem, artichoke, chicory root. But as always, if we can use food as medicine, food as our primary sources, that's certainly going to be better. But make sure that you're getting lots of fiber, especially insoluble fiber, on a very regular basis. Okay. Now, another thing in general, eat your fruits and veggies. Okay. A good rule of thumb is on a weekly basis, try to eat all of the colors of the rainbow. Each of different color is associated with different phytonutrients, things that are good for our body. And of course, let alone all of the good fiber that the that they have and all the vitamins and the minerals. So, you know, not peeling our fruit if we can, because there's more fiber in there as well. Now, it is felt that people should eat about at least five servings of, um, of vegetables a day. And a serving is actually dependent on how big a person is. And it's felt that one serving is what a person can hold in the palm of their hand. So, of course, a three or four or five-year-old child is not going to have the same type of um, – is not going to have the same type of um, size needs as, as a person who's a grown adult. So that, of course, is pretty important as well. Now, in addition to that, we want to um, make sure that um, that we're just you know if you if you put it into a smoothie, that's fine, okay. Don't juice it though because that kind of leads into the next thing, which is avoiding added sugar, okay. Juices themselves are added sugar. If you do it in a smoothie where you're getting all of the fruit, the the all the fiber, all the f nutrients, that's different. But fructose. There's a lot of sugar there, and it's really not helpful sugar as a whole. So really avoiding juices. If your kid drinks it, watering down the juices, all really important stuff. Okay. Now, in addition to that, um, we want to be avoiding processed foods really as much as we possibly can. Okay. Now, packaged foods, and not all packaged foods. If you, can, if you know what all the ingredients are, of course, that can be fine. Right. And some people find it's easier to do um, packaged fruits and vegetables. OK, but as a rule of thumb, it's safer and healthier if you shop in the periphery of the supermarket. Certainly in the periphery of the food market is where you're going to find more fresh foods and you're going to find your dairy and your eggs and you're going to find your plant based um, your plant based milks if you're trying to avoid dairy. And of course, that's where you're going to find your fresh meats and your poultries and your fishes fishes your fish <laughs> um but also that's where your produce is going to be found right and you know there's so many foods that are out there but how important is it for us to be eating those foods so as a rule of thumb we want to be avoiding preservatives we want to be avoiding added um food colorings right as a whole if there are a bunch of ingredients on the ingredient list that you can barely pronounce. It's a very chemical thing. And one could argue, are those things even food themselves, right? Fair question to ask. But as a whole, it, I, my, my just run, general rule of thumb is if you can't pronounce the ingredients, maybe we don't want to be putting them into our body in the first place. And let's face it, you know, that's not certainly what our ancestors ate. That's not how people were eating 100, 200 years ago. 
while people evolve, of course, that takes thousands of years. When we got into manufacturing and, and high processing of foods and macro produ production of foods, that's what led to these types of ingredients ending up in our diets. You know, people who live on a farm, who grow their own food or who have access to it, people who go to farmer's markets, those are all great options. And in general, the more of those healthy foods that we can eat, obviously, the better. All right, so no pun intended. Here's some food for thought for you, right? I hope everybody has a great holiday season. Have a nice day. Thank you.